space. Joining me again today is Liam Archer. Thank you for joining me, Liam. Hello, and thank you for having me. Yeah. And uh, is worth saying that um, due to order of release, not sure uh, if people would have already heard you, uh, where we have uh, spoken about uh, your blindness. Uh, yeah. But today we are going to, uh, as I've done with other people uh, who have returned, we are going to focus on talking about your experiences when it comes to having a guide dog. Yep. Many uh, experiences. Yes. Uh, so, I guess I'll ask you to um, start with, I guess, uh, saying why, uh, like, what led you to wanting a guide dog? How did you find out, uh, you know, what guide dogs were? Right, okay, yeah. Um, I was, when I first lost my sight, um, I was never really into dogs, more for the, the fear factor of them, or not being able to see them jumping up at me and licking me without obviously being warned or anything. Sure. So never, never really liked them just for that. Um, until one of my cousin's dogs who, um, got on with really well yes he did obviously jump and stuff but um he wasn't as jumpy or as licky so he was fine i think because he was a, a smaller dog probably helped sure um, but got on with him and then um that got me into dogs and then i've I sort of always known about guy dogs obviously from being blind and with my dad been involved in a lot of blind stuff in the past and but even still now so obviously he knew some older people that had dogs and different stories so I thought I've always been around knowing about them so when the opportunity came to go on the first pilot scheme for under well 18s it was at the time or 16s even yeah, 16, um, yeah. yeah I obviously jumped at the opportunity to to be one of the first of, I think there were six of us, but definitely the first within London itself. So, yeah, went up there, had a couple of test runs with a dog for a, a weekend, and then just obviously was in, was kept informed and in touch, and then went on the list and got my first one about a year or so later. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask. So you're on the so you're on the waiting list for a year. Um, I think I was on the list for about ten months ish. Okay, so slightly under because um slightly under, yeah, yeah, because they do. I'm guessing it was the same for you. They often say you'll probably be on the waiting list for a year to two years. Yeah. Um, with with the second one, I know I'm jumping forward a bit. They said the rough time or the estimate time is eleven and a half months. Okay. So, yeah, roughly about the same. I yeah. think I was told, I can't really remember it so so long ago. Sure. Uh, so, to clarify, like I know you said you were under 16. Like, How old were you when you went on the list? And how old were you when oh, you... When I was on the list, I was 14. I think okay. I was just 14. Right. Um, and I got him at 14 because it was... I think I went on on the August... 
so it might have even been less than 10 months and I got the call um, saying there was a match in the April and I didn't get my first dog George till the June of the of 2012 right or yeah I suppose it was about 10 months but earlier to actually get the call sure so yeah still still 14 so as far as getting the call regarding um, matching you with George that was like you hadn't like uh, tried uh, practicing with any dogs between you know the first and George um well Pretty much after going on the list for a couple of weeks or so, maybe within a month, they uh, brought round a dog to do like a little test run with. Okay. Um, can't remember what they called it, but I'm just going to call it a test run. Um, they said that dog was actually perfect, but had already been assigned to someone. Right. So obviously, I just waited a bit, bit longer, and then ended up with George. So. Yeah, that's fair enough. <clears throat> so. Did they? Did you have to go out and meet them when it came to, uh, you know, meeting George, or did they bring him to your house? Um, they they come to me. Um, they brought him in and said, you know, you can't do nothing for the first twenty four hours. Let the dog get get used to the house and stuff. Um, that was on the Monday, and then on the Tuesday we started started training together. Sure. So they did it from your house. Yeah, because I was obviously still at school at that point just finishing year 10 going into year 11 okay and ready to go into year 11 it was sort of done at home to do the well they wanted me to have three routes in mind to do when training that i would obviously be doing that included obviously going to school and coming back from school so sure so if you're saying saying you were in year 10 so were you still going to school during the week and what training around it or had or did you break up early um i think one of the weeks was like a half term okay correctly um well i think we done like the bulk of everything and then the second week i think i was i might have been back at school or i might have, i can't really remember to be fair but it was definitely I know I wasn't at school for one of the weeks. So whether or not that was a half term or what, I can't fully remember. But That's fair. Did you say, was it two weeks in total then? Yeah. Uh, yeah, two weeks worth of training at that point. Yeah, sure. Uh, as far as like George settling in, I'm guessing, was that, uh, you know, was he pretty easy with that? Yeah, he settled in pretty much straight away. Um, at that time, we had a separate back room. Now, now we don't. But at that time, we had some uh, equipment because my dad's a PE coach, so we had some equipment in the back. We could hear him like playing about. Right. So, wondered what he was doing. Um, so we went to investigate, and he had a one of those soft like balls you have when you're a kid, like a rubber one. Oh, okay. He had one of them in his mouth. So obviously being from a, a sporting family, him coming straight in and finding the ball was like, yeah, you're, you're in the right place. Sure. So I guess to clarify, uh, what breed is it uh, that George uh, was? 
Dude was a Labrador cross, cross golden retriever. Right. And as far as uh, personality or characteristics, how would you describe him as a dog? Um, at the start, very lively, um, but sort of mellowed out as he got older to the point in which by the end of the partnership, I'd say he was more like an old man. Sure. Yeah, no, it's... Would you say he was very much a different dog, like off harness than when he was on? Then, oh yeah, he he never lost that like youthful puppiness. So as soon as he was off harness, free running and stuff, he was as lively as normal. Obviously, the runs got slightly shorter, but he still had that that energy. Yeah. Okay. And when it came to the training itself like did you find it quite easy because i think you know relying on um a dog especially for the first time it's it's different to say using the cane which i know you had been doing up to that point correct uh yes i had been using it as much as i didn't like using it yeah um but yeah i was i was using it but going from that to the dog um because it's all new, sort of, although you're meant to have that trust, it's something that's sort of built, it doesn't just happen straight away. No, exactly. Um, but I just sort of noticed after two or three walks, I'd say that everything was just more efficient and just quicker in general. So you're pretty comfortable with it quite, you know, very um, soon after starting? Yeah, uh, like I said, about a couple of days in, I was probably yeah. sort of in and, and used to the the way of working. Yeah, that's good stuff. But like you said, it's as far as like a relationship as a whole, I know the charity, at least with both my dogs, they'd always say it was six months to a year and I would agree with that after having, uh, you know, my second for a few years now. Yeah. I don't know if, um, obviously we'll, we'll get on to talking about her your second and current dog, Asher, and you haven't, you know, you're not near six months yet, but I don't know if you look back, if you looking back on your time with George, would you agree with six months to a year? Um, I'd definitely say it was solid within the six months, like the first six months, but I think you sort of know as well within yourself. Oh, certainly, yeah. But definitely, as you hit the six-month stage, you know, yeah, this is definitely, you know, the ball's been rolling really well and nothing's nothing's gone wrong. So, but yeah, you do know before, but definitely after the six months. Yeah. So, as, as far as uh, training with George, like when you were qualified, were you just continuing to do the f uh, free routes that you had learned with George over the summer? Um, yeah, I was just doing them throughout the summer, really. And obviously, like I said, going back into the school in September, it was pretty much every day doing that route, obviously. Because that's how school works. Yeah. I mean, did you go over that? Had you gone over that route during the initial training with George or did someone come out and go over the route as you were getting nearer to returning? Um, that was the sort of first route that we 
got down because obviously it was the most important route. Sure. So I would say probably about 80% of it, maybe even more, was just getting that route nailed down through okay. the training. So what were the other two routes? Uh, the other two routes were to my mate's house, which involved a bit of a bus route, so that sort of helped to tick off a box. Okay. And then... Um, I can't remember what the other one was now. I think it was to the local shop. Fair play. And so I'm guessing when you returned to school, was George popular? Um, I would say it was more popular than not. I think it was just a novelty of having, you know, a, a dog within the school. Sure. Um, obviously within school there was a few students well more than a few that were either scared of dogs or due to religion you know that sort of thing sure that was easy easily counted so yeah as far as like getting the word around like you know what not to do and what to do like how did the school go about that was there like you know I don't know notices put up or you know tutors mention it to their groups um tutors i think mentioned it to their groups but i think every sort of morning a year group had a um assembly so i think it was mentioned in there as well um but once the school sort of knew what it was and how it would work the dog um, they were they were fine with it, but that took a bit of persuading. Sure. It, uh, what, what do you mean by um, taking some persuading? Well, the, the head teacher at the time thought George would replace my one to one. In what way? Like teaching assistant, so they would go and Doug would replace that. Like he's really clever and can teach me maps and stuff. <laughs> So obviously we had that thing of he's good, but he's not that good. But once they got over that and the the slight concern about religion within the school, uh, once their murders were crossed, yeah, they were fine with it. But so a nice little fun challenge. We're trying to explain to someone that the dog's good, but it's not that good that it can do maths. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine... You don't want to back chat as a fifteen-year-old, but I'd imagine like for like anyone actually saying that, there'd be a, it's one of those times where you have the moment of going, I, you're not joking. Oh, okay, that was a serious, you know, yeah, question. I <laughs> um, just think the sarcasm come out first, and then thought, are you that serious? But yeah, well, um. I was going to say, I think uh, they're clever, but uh, yeah, as you said, not not on that level. Yeah. I'm sure you wouldn't have minded, to be fair, being a 15-year-old <laughs> if uh, he if George was able to do that work for you. It'd be easier on me. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking, like, as far as being in the class, was, was he good at... So I suppose I asked because... So to sort of say, when I compare my dogs, say my, my first guide dog who you'll see 
uh, would have known from our time at RNC, he was very good at curling up, like um, where uh, my current dog, Eulen, is more of a what I would refer as a spreader, you know, the sunbathe yeah. pose. <laughs> um, um, he yeah, both, in fairness, George. Yeah. I well, think each lesson was sort of an hour. He'd start off reasonable, and by the end of it, he'd be stretched out. Fair play. And was was he normally under the desk, so, you know, you had to work your feet around him? Uh, yeah, he was always placed under the desk and, yeah, either my feet under the chair or in some ridiculous positions because of him. Yes, very much <laughs> so. That's, that's good. Uh, I guess on the... While still talking about him, I was going to ask, was... With his name beginning with a G, was he from AG Little or was he a sponsored dog? I believe he was from the G Litter, but I didn't really know much about um, his litter mates or parents or anything. I think because I've been maybe under 16, I wasn't provided necessarily with that information where with the new one, I, I have been given that information. Sure. I'll clarify um, for those who are wondering when I say sponsored dog it's um, well it's where they've been sponsored but the person who's doing the sponsoring uh, names them themselves so an example would be my first guide dog fella was from an F litter but in that litter one of his brothers was called Casper yeah so a bit, a bit different yes uh, it's you say like you weren't given the information uh, potentially as a result of uh, you being under 16. So did you not know like where, say, George was puppy dog walked? Or sorry, um, I think it's just puppy walked now, but yeah. yeah. We knew, I think we were given that information about the puppy walker. Um, but he was puppy walked up in York. Okay. So a bit of a distance away for me at any sort of point to, well definitely within the first few years to, to travel up there sure yeah that's fair and uh, do you know like so if he was puppy walked there was he immediately like brought down to the local centre to you afterwards or was he do you know if he was trained in other places um when I did meet up with his puppy walker, she told me that she brought him down from York, and I think he went straight into training with the with the London team here. Okay. From what I gather. Sure. That's fair enough. And I guess again, we this is potentially something we uh, covered in our other episode, but. I think you're, it's fair to say, uh, the mobility side, George was very beneficial to you. Uh, but as far as like the companionship or I suppose the, you know, the emotional side, uh, did you find the benefits there as well? Oh yeah, definitely. Especially with um, moving away and going up to the Royal National College, having that companionship and someone who was always by his side you know, help massively. 
And as you know, it's a, it's a helpful tool and a magnet to people coming up to you and talking to you. So, yeah, no, I I'd agree there that it is a um, that was one way I looked at it as well. That it was a good way f- for people to start talking to you because it was, and I'm guessing you found it the same. It was never easy to start conversations, from my perspective, anyway. No, it's not always easy, especially if you're passing a person and you obviously don't see them or hear them till they're either next to you or past you, and it's very hard to, you know, call them back. But at least with the dog, they, you know, was attracted to the dog, shall we say. Yeah, no, certainly. Uh, And when it uh, came to, because you mentioned about being sporty, you know, you did uh, blind football, uh, goal ball at RNC, and I know um, you'd managed to do some blind football uh, in your local area as well. Correct? Am I remembering that correctly? Uh, yes, you are. Yeah. yeah. So when it came to going to training and stuff, did you just did you leave George at home, or did you take him with you, and then you had somewhere that he could chill out? It depended, honestly, on where the training was. So for um going up to England camps and stuff because it's there's really no work for him it was just easier to leave him at home sure um, but in terms of going after leaving college going back up there I would I would take him up there sure well, that's fair and as far as like you leaving him was he fine with that because I think it's fair, like some dogs are I, I don't think it's unfair to say I think any dog is not 100% happy when their owner their you know their human as it were is um, goes away for a bit but was he overall okay with it or because I know like I said some animals I think have get a bit more ang- uh, separation anxiety yeah um, he seemed to be fine with it I think as time went on and the more you know it sort of happened he was fine with it but obviously, being at home here with my parents and two brothers, there was always four people to, you know, pay attention to him and sure. help me out as well while I was away. So, yeah, that's fair enough. And I guess with um, him being able to be with your family, I'm assuming that would have helped you as well. In I guess in a sense of separation anxiety, because I don't think it's unfair to say that as guide dog owners, you do get some element of it. I think the first time you, you leave your dog, you think, oh, um, but like I said, where I seem to be backwards and forwards quite a lot, it was like, like I said, within England training, you know there's no work for him, so it's kind of pointless taking him, so you feel better in that respect. Yeah. Whereas if you get there and you think, oh, I could have really done with him to, I don't know, go down to the local shop, but you, you don't have him. You think, oh, maybe I should have brought him, but you know, you should you sort of deal with those situations if they arise. So, sure. Uh, so I guess uh, before we um, talk more about uh, your current dog, I think again, some people may notice us uh, referring to George at times in the past tense. Yeah. Uh, this is, uh, you know, unfortunately, he did. Uh, pass away 
Uh, again, I think it's something we covered uh, when uh, doing the other recording. But uh, remind me, was it? Had he been retired before he got sick? No, he wasn't retired. He was still working. He was into, I believe, he was into his last year. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry, uh, Liam. I'm gonna quickly. Uh, I'll continue from where we went off from this bit. Conveyed this out, but um, it's raining and something is ha- hanging up outside. So I'm just gonna quickly go and grab that. Oh, okay. And bring okay. it in. I'll be a sec. Yeah. Sorry about that, Liam. Alright, can't help the weather. No, <clears throat> unfortunately not. Uh, right, uh, just remember where left off. Uh, <clears throat> okay. Okay, so uh, if you don't mind, uh, sort of recounting what exactly happened. Yeah. So. Um... We had taken him for a free run on a Sunday, like we always did. Um, everything was fine with that. You know, went for a run for about half an hour or so. Mm-hmm. And um, come back and just obviously done the usual thing, laid down yep. for a while. 
Um, then I come to him, come to his feeding time. So went out, got his food ready, um, and he wouldn't move, wouldn't get up or anything. So we just sort of had a laugh, like, oh, he's he's being lazy. He's, he's obviously too tired for it. Um, so we carried on for a bit, tried to get him up, nothing. Um, he wasn't really responding to anyone who tried to sort of wake him up in a sense. Yeah. Um, so we knew there was something wrong, not even to acknowledge any of us. Yeah. Um, I think uh, what happened then? one of my brothers had rolled him over and noticed that he had had a little accident. Um, okay. So we knew that's a that was a sort of sign. Yes. And then um, we thankfully there wasn't uh, there was a emergency vet not far away, so we rung them up to say that we were coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, when we eventually got him up and got him to walk out the walk out the house, he was really slow and unsteady on his feet. So again, we knew something was wrong. Yeah. Um, somehow we managed to get him in the car, in the boot. So he somehow managed to jump up in there, which I thought we might have had to pick him up and put him in the mm-hmm. boot. Um, but usually whenever the car sort of stops at traffic lights or wherever he's up and looking out the window, he just didn't move from laying down. Right. Uh, got there and again, very slow and just wasn't himself. Uh, so I got him to the vets. They looked at him and we'd left and they rang us back a couple of hours later saying there was fluid in his like in and around his heart. Right. So they said, you know, we can drain it and keep an eye on it. I said, yeah, that's fine. You know, whatever you can sort of do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they said they'll keep us in contact. Uh, didn't hear again, obviously, until the next morning at nine. And um, when they rang us back, they said it had happened at three o'clock again. It had filled back up. So they drained it again, and it was filling back up again at nine o'clock the next morning, or had filled back up. Right. So they said we can keep draining it, um, but it also looks like there's a tumour or something near the heart. Okay. Or obviously we can keep draining it and all that, or you can just have him, huh. um, whatever the wording you want to use, put to sleep. Sure. I suppose. So obviously that was a a tough decision, but you've got to think about the dog's needs more than your own at that situation. So um, obviously when my parents working at school you couldn't get there till uh like after three so sort of early evening ish late afternoon so they managed to keep him around till then that sounds really terrible saying that but i know what you mean yeah yeah um got there and yeah had him and then put to sleep as far as the well obviously sorry to hear it obviously that kind of you know, been fun to say the least. Uh, obviously for George um, and uh, for yourself too. Yeah, no, it it wasn't. But like I said, you got you got to think of the dog in that situation, not yourself. And of course, it wouldn't have. Yeah, like you say, it definitely wasn't 
it wouldn't have been fun for him. Yeah, no, certainly. Uh, and yeah, there would. I'd have. There's no practicality for keeping. For anyone staying alive necessarily in that situation, where you know, just gonna. Especially like for it to re- be refilling and that kind of thing, you know. Yeah, they did say to us we could take him home before we had him obviously put to sleep, but it, we could have got him home. He could have died in the car on the way back. Could have come down the next morning. He could have been gone. So I feel like it would have made it worse for you. Yeah, to be honest, it's that situation. So it was just easier to. Yeah, think of his needs at that point. When it came to the decision, like, did you have to contact the charity? Um, I was in contact throughout. Constantly. Um, just to see what the thing was, but sort of, ultimately, it was the best decision for for me and what I thought was the best decision. And they were they were backing it the whole way, so. Yeah, no, that's fair. So to go out, so he was nine. You were saying? Um, he was a couple of months away from nine. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. And how many years ago was that? That was. Let me get this right. I don't understand. Twenty nineteen. Fair enough. Uh. What, early in the year or? Um, the September. Okay. 2019. Yeah. So I guess, and obviously I understand if you don't want to go too much into uh, depth about it, but like, I imagine, as I say, it was quite a big hit to yourself. Oh yeah, massive. <laughs> uh, at, at first getting them, I thought, oh, I think they originally said six to eight years of a dog. I thought, wow, oh, that's that's gonna it's gonna go slow. You know, you don't you don't think you're gonna have this massive bond and attachment. Well, you you to a it, yeah to a certain extent, you know you're gonna have it, but not as much as yeah, I get what you mean. What it was, yeah. So as soon as he was, you know, gone, yeah, it was a massive, massive hit. Well, yeah, because it's like. Because again, like to sort of reiterate what um, we've been saying, you know, it's it's not just the mobility factor. And again, it's the classic, you know, you try to say to some people, it's not they're not it's not like they're robots, is it? It's you know, you do form that companionship, as you mentioned. You know, he was, you know, your uh, conviant. Uh, you know, when going to Hereford, similar thing for me as well with my first dog. You know, yeah. it. Um, you know, it does, some may think it sounds corny, but I don't think it's wrong to say, you know, having them there gives you uh, strength in situations like that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because, you know, you've always got someone next to you um, trying to cheer you up. In yeah. A sense. No, exactly. So, because, and I can imagine for yourself, you know, because... You know, my first dog was retired young, but it wasn't, and that was hard for me. But it yeah. wasn't like he didn't, he wasn't, um, he didn't pass away. As a result, he is, uh, he's still alive today uh, with my family. He was, again, he was just, it was just a case of, uh, yeah, uh, 
a forced retirement when he was five. So I'd only had him for, uh, what was it? It was coming up to uh, four years. Wouldn't have been far off. It was like three and a half. And yeah, like you said, just it goes by so quickly. I mean, even for myself now, I have to admit, like, you know, at the time of recording, you know, my current dog, he's going to be seven tomorrow. And yeah, granted, I got him slightly later than you would normally with a guide dog. As in, you know, the average guide dog is matched um, with their owner when they're 18 months. Uh, Yulin was uh, two and a couple of months. Uh, you know, as yeah. uh, I've, as I've previously mentioned to you, uh, some may find this amusing. His training uh, was delayed uh, as a result of him eating a soft toy when he was a puppy and then having to have an operation on uh, his gut. And then I also believe towards the end there was slight issue with, you know, he was given, he one trainer had him, but then they weren't, they left or something like that. And then he had to go with someone else uh, um, yeah. as well. That also uh, played a factor. So, but I've still had him, so was it? I mean, because it's only it's a couple months after his birthday, so it's nearly five years since I've had that I've had him, and yeah. it is weird to think that you know you don't you do and you do think about it, but at the same time again, like you said, you're sort of there like uh, it's not going to go that quickly. No, but you know, you sort of don't really worry about it or think about it until you're into that sort of last year as it was, or yeah. what you perceive to be the last year. Certainly. Uh, I guess. Uh, when it comes to applying for a new guide dog, was that something you did like quickly? Um, I pretty much did it that evening. As much as I even said to um, the woman that had trained George, um, I feel you know I feel bad doing it considering he's only been gone for a few hours. But you know, it's, it's the best thing that I had so why wouldn't I go for it again yeah I mean and again it's not on exactly on the same scale but I get your point as far as I had a similar thought with my first dog but the way I look at it now like you said like I, you can't say you're not replacing you are replacing to an extent but it's not like yeah. it's not like you forget about them immediately like you know I'm still like, I've, had, I've had moments you know where you know my younger brother especially and my sister actually they've asked me you know because in total when I'm home there's uh, Yulin my current dog Fella my old dog and then my family have just two regular pet dogs uh, Jack Russell and a Whippet and you know the conversation will often come to you know which is your favourite of the four <laughs> you know that that old chestnut and yeah. you know no disrespect to the Whippet and the Jack Russell uh, but you know they're not on the same level uh, as Fella and Yulin for me yeah. Uh, you know, which I would argue is very understandable, <laughs> to be honest. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, and they ask me, oh, well, so I'm guessing Yulin's your favourite, and it's there, like, and not in a ho- and I really don't mean this in a horrible way, but a part of my brain's there, like, it's really hard. I don't think I can say I prefer one to the other. You know? Yeah. And, like, it's that kind of, you know, situation, I imagine, you know, you know, you are, as we'll get into, you're still very early, you know, in early days with Usher. Uh, but, you know, 
they're going to be on the him and George will, you know, be on the same level for you. Yeah. And, and they are both. Oh, where's he going? They are both <laughs> completely different as well, personality-wise. Hello. So that that helps. Sure. No. Yeah, I was going to ask. Uh, as far as I guess, yeah, it's a good segue to talk about Usher as a dog. Like you're saying, he's in what way is he different? Um, not more licky. We've noticed that from the from the get go. He's constantly licking you. Okay. Um, more excitable. Um, just generally more of a. Yeah, more of an excitable dog. You take him for a run, he sleeps for an hour or so, and then he's back up and wanting to go again. Whereas, well, the sort of George I remember was down and out for the afternoon after a run. Sure. It has to be said, I think age potentially does play a factor. Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, but no, I, I, I had a similar thing as far as, again, you know, you could vouch for this as far as fella's concerned very laid back uh dog uh Yulin, a lot more different as yeah. you said like he was a lot more energized and still is uh and as you sort of said like where like a good comparison where fella knew would i think if you took him for a free run say he'd be there like you know i'm done i've had enough sort of thing yeah. But Yulin will constantly go forever if I let him. Duracell uh, bunny. Sorry? Duracell bunny. Yes, no, exactly. <laughs> uh, very much so. I do feel like it's something you have to keep an eye on, especially as he's got older. Like I said, he's nearly seven, and a part of me's there, like, you know, don't want him to overdo it. Yeah. But, uh, so, again, a time of recording, we're in 2021. I'm guessing you were on the waiting list a bit longer than you were probably initially for as a result of the pandemic. Uh, yeah, like I sort of said earlier in this taping, they originally told me 11 and a half months, um, but I went on in the... Well, I think they officially put me on the list in the November of 2019 to March of this year. Sure. That's fair. Uh, and as uh, things were a bit different this time uh, when it came to with you being over 18 uh, like how was the training I know um, due to the pandemic you were still trained from home right yeah um, obviously you well some people have been trained in a hotel first and then in their home area yeah. But due to the pandemic, I didn't have the hotel, so it felt the same, really, apart from it was five weeks or just over five weeks um, to two weeks with, with George. Yeah, that's fair. And as far as, like, uh, walking with us, you're obviously the old expression, it's like riding a bike, that you've done it before, and but it's obviously a different dog on the end of the harness handle yeah, Were, definitely. was there a part of you initially that may have um, whether consciously or not been uh, I don't know expecting him to do similar things to what George did um, 
probably small parts, but I also think I went in thinking this is an entirely new dog. Um, go back to go back to zero and just sure. treat it like a like you're learning it all for the first time, even though you've got a, a base knowledge anyway. Yeah. No, that's fair. <clears throat> when it, uh when were you matched with uh Usher? Um I got him um on the eighth of March. Okay. That's when we started our training. Um I think it was about mid to late February that I had the call saying that, you know, we've got a dog for you here. Sure. After saying, are you still willing to train in this current predicament? Mm -hmm. So it was a bit like, well, I remember the call. I remember her ringing saying who she was and where she was from. I was thinking, oh, is this a match? Then she said that, so I thought, oh, it's probably just checking up on me, sort of thing, like a free monthly checkup or whatever they do. Yeah. So I sort of went down, thinking, oh, it's just one of these similar old checkups. And then she said, no, well, we've got a dog for you. And it was, <laughs> I referred to it as like a roller coaster type sort of thing, the phone call. Yeah, no, it's true. I, I mean, I can imagine, like, you, you say it out loud and it has to be said, it, it doesn't sound like the most thrilling thing, but I can imagine, yeah, internally, like you say, I remember, you know, getting the call for uh, when I got my second dog. And yeah, it's sort of there, like you're just trying to keep your expectations, um, you know, in check. Yeah. But as soon as it comes out, as someone from Guide Dogs, you just, you know, bury Your mind automatically goes, oh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you mentioned you got the call in February was 8th and uh, started on the 8th of March with the training. Like, was it, uh, you know... A case of was that the first time you actually met Usher? Then you um, didn't meet him in between, or did you? I met him in between. They wanted to do a uh, sleepover just to see how he got on. Fair enough. Um, so he came. I think it was about a week after. He came on the Thursday, sort of evening time. Stayed overnight. Um, and then the trainer Laura had come back on the Friday morning, and we just did a quick I think it was a block route a okay quick route here just to make sure the pace and everything matched up yeah um I'd originally gone for the, like, the first meet at the guide dogs office in London so did a quick block route around there to see um you know if it was a match how comfortable I felt with him before proceeding with the sleepover sure um yeah and then she took him back and then the week after, was it the week after? It might have been the week after or the couple of weeks after. On the Monday, the 8th, he'd come and we started training. Yeah. That's why a little while because she had already had, sure, she had, she has uh, had two people training already. So I had to wait for one of them to finish before sort of starting, so... Sure. And I guess this, uh, when it came to uh, Usher moving in, like, did you already have a bed ready for him? Did they bring a bed for you to use for the time being? Did he have any toys with him? He, we did have an old plastic, like, crate type bed from when we had George. Okay. Um, but she brought a bag with her with two bowls in it, obviously for feeding and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think she bought one of these little rope things for him just to play with a few bones and a vet bed. A vet so bed? He, yeah. Okay. So he, he stayed on that for the night. So I think that helped because it was his smell and it was his to lay on. So he knew. Yes. No, they do. Um, I remember with both uh, Feller and Yulin, they did that way. Yeah, they gave you like a cushion that they'd been sleeping on for ages. Yeah. But as far as the toys, you're saying it was only the, you had the rope thing? Um, there was definitely a rope and there was a, a few bones in there as well, a few different okay. varieties of bone. Do you remember with George, like if he came with any like particular toys he'd had since a, being a pup? He had, um, <clears throat> he'd come with his own little football and a uh, few other toys thrown in. So Nice. Because... That's fair, because I know um, with both uh, Fair and Yulin, they came with like their own toys as well, and then obviously down the line you buy them some other ones. Yeah, when they start to wear and tear, you, you buy them more. No, exactly. Or I know um, with fellas especially, uh, we had uh, it got uh, my mum sewed it up a few times. <laughs> Thankfully, George never ripped any sort of soft toys. Yeah, I will say, I don't think, f to be honest, funny, like, I will say Fella never actually ripped it. It got ripped by, yeah. say, uh, when we got uh, um, the Whippet. Um, firstly, he was, you know, young puppy. He ripped it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the arm just naturally fell off just due to age. Yeah. Uh, at one point. And I know there was once where my family live in the countryside. Uh, we left, it was a monkey. Uh, we It got left in the garden um, accidentally overnight. You know, I think fella had taken it out, you know, it was during the summer. Um, and clear, and it was found, it was in the neighbor's garden. Um, I think what had happened, what clearly had happened was, I think a fox picked it up thinking, you know, dead animal, realized yeah. realized it wasn't, you know, edible. And just dropped it, <laughs> but that but that also led to it getting a bit ripped. Yeah, and then we also had a thing like uh... <clears throat> no, I actually won't bother for that. But yeah, no. <clears throat> so I know you mentioned uh, uh, the lady who um, like sort of uh, brought Usher uh, to your house. As far as yeah. puppy walking, like, do you know? Do you know where he was? He was puppy walked in Eastbourne. Okay, so a bit closer. Yeah, which is better. Um, and I had already said George did get to meet his puppy walker towards the end. I think maybe once or twice, but I wanted to do it more. I'd actually had, well, in my head, planned to go up to York around his birthday so his puppy walker could see him on his birthday sure but he didn't make it to that birthday mm -hmm. um but i've sort of already said with usher i'm gonna i'm gonna make sure i visit the, the puppy walkers or at least contact them you know as soon as that dog policy allows which i believe is six months yeah okay uh and as uh, I think you sort of uh, 
touched on it earlier. He was from a U litter. Yes, he was. Do, do you know how many were in the litter? There was. I think it was ten. Ah, decent size. I think there was eleven, but one was a, a stillborn, so ten oh. made it. All those, all those guide dogs. Oh, really? They all have. That's. I'm pretty sure I'm remembering as far as statistics go for guide dogs. That's pretty impressive. The whole litter. Yeah, I was I was surprised at that as well. Because I think don't they? I think the statistic. I, f- I feel like it is fifty percent. Don't. Uh, make it. Yeah. It's something ridiculously high like that. Last time I remember hearing it, I'm sure it was like 75, but obviously it's dipped a lot since. Yeah. But I might have heard that wrong anyway, so. Hmm. Yeah, no, like all 10, that is that is definitely good, because I, I admit I don't, I always tried to find out with uh, Fella, never found out about the others. I only know, the most I knew is that he was the first to qualify. Yeah. Uh, and with you then, I have not managed to find out, even though I think I've met a sister of his. Uh, you know, with um, you know, an owner, you know, herself. I think. Yeah. Uh, due to the whole, you know, again, she was a ewe litter. She was, you know, same parents. You know, as far as breeds and same birthday, same year. It kind of added up. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I have spoken to a couple of people that um, have put on a certain Facebook group. Saying, like you said, same date, same year, same everything like that, and obviously you helps. Mm-hmm. Uh, Certainly. So got in contact with a couple of those. Yeah, it's always it's good stuff. Yeah, it's a positive of, all, positive of social media. Yeah. They are all up in Yorkshire and Manchester, the majority of them at least. All right. In- so he's he's not as well travelled as his siblings. At this he's point, the furthest, he's the furthest south. Yes. Uh, I don't think I've uh, specified uh, what breed is uh, Usher. Uh, he's a Labrador cross, golden retriever. Uh, golden as well, like George, or black? No, black this time. Fair enough. So I think uh, I think we mentioned uh, before recording like uh, something you're saying for you to bear in mind when it comes to hotter days. Yes, there's something that's going to be a nice additional challenge. Yeah. I was going to say, I will say with having had, you know, both my dogs being black, I can tell you it's, uh, it's not as, uh, it's not as bad as uh, some may think it will be. It's just, it's just, again, it's just, it becomes second nature. Especially again, as I said to you, when uh, normally when I'm out for the day, uh, obviously when pre-pandemic and hopefully post-pandemic, uh, just going to the cinema or like going somewhere to eat uh, with my wife, you know, just normally ask for a bowl of water when in the restaurant. Yeah. Or I have uh, one of those. Uh, I don't know if you've ever had it, like the a travel bowl. Yeah, we've. We've got a few pop-up bowls around, so I'm sure we'll be uh, carrying them around. Certainly. So, and uh, again, 
Like, how long is it now in total then you've had Usher? Because I know it's not long. Um, I have had him. Let me work it out in my head quickly. Just over three weeks. Yeah. At this time of recording this. And that's not including the training. Uh, yeah. That's from past, from when officially qualifying, yeah. Yeah, okay. No, that's fair. And uh, it's a bit early to ask, some may say, but you feel it's going well, the, you know, bond and all that stuff? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's going, it's going really well. Um, obviously, as we've said multiple times, pandemic times is a bit more difficult to think of stuff to do. Sure. But now things are slowly reopening, it's making it a lot easier so thankfully I got him out there in a yeah. sense at the right time okay and I'm guessing you still due to you know you and your family being in the same place prior like do you have this uh, the same place to take him for free runs as you took George uh, yeah we, we visit the same sort of three or four places we don't variate away from them really sure uh, as far as like I guess other contrasts like uh, not trying to compare but you know something people like to talk about uh, whose recall is better at this point would you say again I know it's still early days with Usher yeah um, I'm trying to think back to when George was the same age as well fair play um I would say George is probably just better. Do you tend bad, but sure. Do you, do you tend to just call the name or do you use the whistle? Um, I'll do the name first, and then if he doesn't respond, then the whistle comes out. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <clears throat> do you think uh, when it? When it comes to being out, do you think, uh, like, have you noticed some differences? Again, not negatives, just differences of Usher, and, um, you know, and how he works compared to George. Yeah, um, he has a dog distraction, whereas George didn't. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, he's got giveaways that he's distracted by something, so. As long as I can feel that, then I am, um, you know, I know there's something distracting him. Yeah, similar order of things as far as first dog to second dog for me too. That first dog didn't have any distractions really, to be honest, where, yeah, uh, current is a uh, slight dog distraction. He's more distracted by cats, I will say. Yeah, um, we've got two cats here. He chases one around the house. Yeah, because I. Constantly. But is it because, I mean, I don't know, it might be, you might feel different, but in the case of, because we had cats with my, at my family's house and uh, we've, and Yulin would chase them as well, but I think it's because it's, it's not, he's, he just, because they run away, he thinks it's a game. Yeah, if Where, they actually walked past them and did nothing, yeah. they'd be fine. Or even sw- swiped his run, nose. Yeah, the minute they run, it's like, oh, playtime. Yeah. No, exactly, because yeah. I know um, with my f- first dog, he didn't chase, but I think he was curious about um, our cat at the time, who unfortunately we didn't have anymore when 
having Yulon. But I remember there was one day where he stopped being as curious about her. And yeah. so we're pretty sure she, like, one time, because he was in the kitchen at the time, and obviously she would come in the kitchen, went through the cat flap. We're pretty sure she just swiped his nose one day, you know, one yeah. evening. And, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? You just... But even then, I mean, to be honest, I've I've experienced uh, with you than that. I think even if a cat swiped his nose, I don't think he'd get the message. Yeah, to be I was just pretty much the same. I think the cat has even swiped him close to ten times or so and he's he's still just play bowing at it. Yeah. Probably it's a game. No, he but definitely does. I'm sure the novelty will wear off of the cat. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping it does. <laughs> Hopefully, I mean to be fair, as long as he's chasing the cat when he's you know, when he's just, you know, being a regular dog and not when he's on harness. Yeah. Uh, you 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 you're doing all right. Yeah. Uh What's like, I guess, any, I don't know, comical or irritating experiences you had, I guess, with George on Harness? Because I suppose you haven't had enough experience in public with Usher. Um, um, funny ones are always, um, whenever I'm out with my parents or something, they know where I am, even if they can't see me, because uh, we describe it as Moses part in the Red Sea because of people in this area being afraid of him, they split an eyeball through the middle. So sure. that's always, that's always a good sight. Um, pe- uh, parents explaining to their kids what the dog is. I'm sure you've heard a few as well. Oh, um, yeah. Blind dog. Blind dog. Yeah. That's the best that's, one. Yeah. That's the one that, yeah. It just makes me laugh because I get what they're trying to do, but it just makes, as a principle, it it's just, sense. Yeah, it's just that uh, it makes no sense. Oh, I can't help myself. I have to say to myself, no, that wouldn't work. Yeah. It's an automatic thing. Um, but you do get some people, some parents that do explain it and you think, yes, well done, you've got it right. Yeah. So, um, but apart from that, nothing else really. No, have you never had uh, people like, I don't know, either asking to stroke or stroking without asking and then you have to tell them off? Um, yeah, a few people doing that that noise that people make because they want to distract him or just stroke him yeah the the clicky with the tongue yeah yeah, yeah. that one um, that's pretty much it yeah no, that's fair because I think have you never have you ever had um, granted with yourself being totally blind you may have not noticed but then I don't know if you could hear it through uh, the trajectory of their voice because I've had, I haven't had this much, but I have experienced when someone's giving you directions, but they're talking to the dog. No, but um, one of the stories I do remember was um, someone my dad knew was coming down from rugby to London. Um, he had got off the train and he had asked for directions and he said the woman had crouched down in front of him and told the dog where to go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've never had it that blatant. Yeah, but I'm waiting for it. <laughs> oh dear. No, that's fair. I haven't had um. The one that I've had that I've that has confused me is when I have people asking, "Is he friendly?" And that just <laughs> I just find that odd because in my mind yeah. I'm there like I mean of course he is 
Uh, it's currently not trying to rip off your arm. So. Yeah. Okay. To be fair, the worst the worst example of that was though I had because uh, I remember my wife and I were at it was actually when we were in London. Uh, we were in a Pizza Hut, uh, and we were uh, you know getting up. We had finished, and this guy who was walking past who had been eating at another table started stroking Yulin. I hadn't put the harness on yet, so he technically wasn't working. Still a bit. Yeah. I still, personally, I still find the principle irritating that you should always ask first, in my mind. <laughs> like, you know, always. Uh, but he started doing it, and then he looked at me and said, is he friendly? And I was there like, that's the wrong way around, mate, surely. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. So it's part of me wishing that he wasn't friendly and he just ripped your arm off or something. Yeah. Serves <laughs> him right. Well, yeah. Because that's the thing, like, to me anyway I, I've I don't know about you but yeah I, I was always brought up on even with pet dogs you always ask first it's, it's just common sense yeah but unfortunately common sense is not all that common no it's like I said there's something about a dog and I think it's it's a similar thing I think with people when it comes to babies as well but I think it's it's arguably worse with dogs where I feel like just common sense just seems to go out the window it's just they're like oh dog you know must stroke dog yeah uh, sort of thing but no uh, one I did have that I will admit I don't have many of them but did give me an R moment I had a I'm pretty sure it was a little boy like I may have not even been two but he was clearly when I was walking past he was clearly transfixed uh, by Yulin and started following us <laughs> like I didn't like I didn't realise initially and then the only the only time <laughs> I only realised when like his dad like ran off like <laughs> grabbed him um, you know <laughs> Because uh, I think uh, his dad was, they were walking when I was. They were walking into a supermarket while I was walking out. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was. Uh, so that was uh, quite, I guess, uh, a nice moment because you don't always get them. But like you said, I suppose as far as what I'd refer to as good moments, as you said, it's when you hear the parent uh, tell it, giving their child the correct information. That's always nice. Or one I have had which also is nice is when not to say that the parent doesn't know what to do but the child just you know as children do just pipes up and starts telling their parent you know it's like mummy that's a guide dog you 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 know it's working you can't stroke it yeah sort of thing another well another funny one that can happen is when kids just blurt out why is that dog in the shop yes you get that a lot and then the parents got to try and explain it yeah that's always another fun one to have yeah can I just say as far as like explaining one phrase I do like is I understand what the parents trying to say and I guess you know again you kind of want to you could argue you are dumbing it down I guess for a child if it's a really young child but when they say um, you know that doggy helps that man see yes I had that in my head I was going to say that yeah so I I mean I get the point yeah, <laughs> I, I I understand what you're saying. No, I agree with you though. It 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 is quite funny because you get some children as well who you get evil ones who it's like they've never seen a dog before. I know I know it's the notion because it's like they're seeing it in somewhere where they never have before. You know, in the supermarket, yeah. say. But it's just like it's like they've never. It's like it's a dinosaur. Uh, yeah. You know, walking up and down the aisle, the way they act. <laughs> I've um. But yeah, it's uh, it's always uh, fun stuff. But yeah, I guess uh, we've uh, 
I've obviously uh, talked about it with uh, previous people on these uh, guide dog centric episodes, but it is uh, worth repeating that uh, yeah, please don't uh, distract the dog when the harness is on. Yes, please don't. Yeah, whether that's yeah making noises at them, talking to them, because especially talking to them, because most people do what I you know the doggy voice, and the dog knows yeah. what that voice is. Uh, and yeah, don't uh, certainly don't stroke the dog. And always ask before. Yes, at the very least, ask before, and please don't take offence if uh, we tell you no, he's work. Sorry, he's working. You know, yeah, it's- we're not. We're not doing it, you know. Yeah, well, we're doing it for a reason. So yes, like- exactly. I've had moments where it's like the way the person acts. You'd think I'd just pulled a gun out on them. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's definitely it's. It's all fun stuff. Always, always gets the attention. <laughs> Never a dull moment. No, certainly not. But um, thank you for uh, rejoining me. I guess uh, Liam uh, to uh, do this uh, guide dog centric episode. Yeah, it's been nice. Nice talking about it. Yeah, no, certainly. And uh, good luck uh, with your, uh, you know, with Usher. I'm sure uh, it sounds like things are going well so far and I'm sure things will continue to and arguably get easier as uh, if we do manage to stay on course and come out of the pandemic here in the UK or come out of lockdown, I guess, more accurately. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah. But uh, thank you for those... Uh, listening and until next time goodbye